internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions, hello, my dove. Hello, dear. Can I just say right off the bat, and this is very apropos of our subject matter, you've got some glitter on your face and you're sparkling like a vampire, my love. You're sparkling like one of them twilights I've heard about. I believe they call it shimmer. You're shimmer, yes, baby. I'm shimmering. Baby, you're shimmering like a diamond <laughs> in a crystal clear pond. Thanks. My, I don't know why my a pond, eyeshadow has be, has shimmer in it. If I saw a pond that was crystal clear, I'd just assume it was enchanted, right? Really? Well, a pond, a pond that's crystal clear that I could see everything in it. I guess you're right. Ponds are kind of stagnant. It would be like more a, a, a crystal clear mountain stream. Right. Unless it was like someone's pond that they put in their backyard. If it was like, I can see everything in that pond, a sword's about to come out of there, <laughs> right? That would just be my assumption. Sure. You know what I mean. I do. Okay. Excalibur. Excalibur. It sounded like you said it's caliber. (laughs) And I was like, over there, it's caliber. (laughs) But you said Excalibur. Hey, we're talking about Victorian beauty hacks. We are. Is this lead lead makeup? (laughs) There's a little bit. A little bit of that. But other things as well. Okay. Because I think I associate lead makeup more with like... Elizabethan, yeah. yeah, yeah. When everybody had like the super white faces. Well, and... I mean, paleness was also revered in the Victorian era for upper class citizens. Well, sure. Um, we've talked about that before, right? Where it's like the swing of like, is it cooler mm-hmm. to be able to afford to knock outside? Or cooler to be able to afford to go outside. And, of course, throughout history, you know, systemic racism. Right. Yeah, pale skin. Indeed. As the ideal. Um. So this we're going to we're going to go through some uh late 1800s early 1900s. Okay. Um beauty hacks as it were. Okay. Can I just say I know just enough to know that none of these are going to be like why don't we still do that? Right? <laughs> because it's going to involve like rub some cocaine on your face, right? Probably. Like, yeah? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh okay. So just put let these me, snails over your eyes. Let me set the scene. I say that, but people are doing snail. People are doing snail stuff. Using the snail excretions to do like facials and stuff. Mm-hmm. Apparently, but not the actual snail. You buy. Yeah, the you stuff. don't rub the snail on your face because the snail will be like, whoa. <laughs> you buy the stuff that the snail makes. That can't be good for the snail, right? I mean, I don't think they have to squish it or milk it or they anything. They don't have to, babe. But do you think that there's some people who don't? I don't know. I know. Let's not talk about. It. Apparently, also there's like vampire. Uh, that's not what it's called. That's but not it's like new. blood facials or something. Yeah, it's like needling and stuff with Ugh. the blood. Uh, anyway, anyway, okay. Setting I'm the so scene. I'm so glad I'm naturally beautiful. You're a lovely young Victorian upper middle class. Let me get in the mic. Oh, let me get in the mindset. Oh my! Oh. Here I am. No, I'm younger. You're oh, younger. I'm so young and beautiful. <laughs> there we go. That's oh, better. Oh, governor! It's no. me, a rich, beautiful Victorian lady. Uh, no, I mean I'm. I'm supposed to be upper crust. I'm an upper crust. <laughs> I'm a crusty Victorian lady. <laughs> you sure are. Let's say this evening you have a cotillion to this attend. This evening I have a cotillion to attend, and um, you'd like to show up looking your best. I'd like to show up looking my best. So you're going to have a spa day. A spa day? How love? Is Papa paying for it? Because of course I don't have my own money. I'm a young Victorian lady. Right, you're not you're not married just yet. No, okay. I'm not married. I have no dowry. For you see, my family, I don't know where my accent's going. I'm Mrs. Goldfire now. <laughs> okay. Now I'm becoming Mrs. Goldfire. That's enough. Okay. Thanks. Um, 
let's let's put a place here. Um, we're going to say Millionaire's Row along Fifth Avenue, right? What so a great you are name. Well to do. I mean, I assume so. Unless it's an ironic name, like calling a big guy tiny. I assume Millionaire's Row is nice. Indeed. Um, so the first thing that you would do was go over to your commode. In that, your no, room. that's not my toilet. It is kind of. So it's a bedside cabinet that stores a chamber pot. Uh huh. And also, usually a small pitcher and another small bowl for, so like, generally my, washing I can up. do my ablutions. Indeed. Indeed. That's like washing your face and stuff. Yeah. It's just a great word. Yeah. Um, I feel like you don't really appreciate how good a word it is. Could you say it, please? Ablutions. No, say it with a smile on your face. Ablutions. There you go. <laughs> anyway. And if you do it a lot, you're an abolitionist. <laughs> so, uh, you don't have running water at this what? point. Although, it was... Um, it was very close to being a um, a, a commonality. Okay. Um, a lot of these old homes were actually retrofitted for running water and flushing toilets and things like that. But at like this that. point, it was probably like the king had it or the queen. Well, it was I mean, Victoria. It, building new things that probably would have been included. Okay. But um, unless you had that kind of money. Right. Probably not yet. And I'm just on millionaire's row, not billionaire's row. <laughs> not billionaire's row. No. Uh, so normally you would um, relieve yourself, right? And then you would just kind of like sponge off using the pitcher of cool water and a little bit of vinegar. Okay. All it's right. Consider- it's a- an astringent, sure. I guess. Stinky, but sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, but you're feeling especially ready today for your monthly bath. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where you're going to submerge your entire self yeah. in lukewarm water. Okay. Uh, you know, probably not uh, Not my choice, mm-hmm. but uh, good for the poor? I don't know. No, because you'd want to do hot first to open up the pores and then clean and then do cold to close them back up. Well, you know, pores don't actually have musculature. Hey, babe, I don't know, okay? okay I don't know anything. Here's if, the if, thing. A, if a commercial tells me I need to do something, I'll do it. Because <laughs> I want to stay young and beautiful forever. All right. So the, the I'm male, one step away from Lady Bathory. <laughs> the male doctors who were determining properly womanly hygiene at Probably the time. incredibly accurately, uh, I assume. So it was about weighing the moral risks mm, of bathing against good. the hygienic rewards. Always great when morality is balancing out hygiene. Um, so they're not very excited that you would be bathing naked, all right? Okay, grow up. So they say you could do it like once or twice a month, like submerge your when whole When God's self. not looking. <laughs> But the water... God bowls every 15th, so if you can do it during that. The water should be lukewarm or cold. So as not to excite the passions? Not exactly. Oh, okay. Uh, it could cause rashes or even worse, insanity. Scoozy? That the hot... That, sorry, that a hot bath... Yeah. Even a warm bath, you might be like, oh, I'm too comfortable for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. get Let's get bananas. Okay. Right. Um, so in the bath, you would probably use bath salts, uh, which, you know, not sure. bad. Sure, not people bad. still do that now. People still do that. Um, which is always confusing now because that's also a name for like a drug that people do. Uh, that makes it, <laughs> so when someone's like, they use bath salts, in my head I always have to be like, mm, let's talk about the context, Travis. <laughs> what do you think they mean? But the likelihood that they were unadulterated. Unadulterated? Oh, no. Unadulterated? Yes, there yeah. it is. Uh, is. Is low. 
So they were there was probably adulterated bath salts. Yeah, there's probably some other stuff in there. Bad stuff, I assume, right? Not like oh, I found some gold flecks. Maybe I mean could be dirt. Who knows? Sure. So then uh, you're you're feeling great. You're in your tub of kind of musty water. Oh God, yeah. Oh, after a month. Oh, the soup you're making in there. We got stew going. But you realize that your hair. It's time. It's time to take Gotta care get the of the rats hair. out of there. You rarely wash it because the process is pretty involved, okay? Plus, it's easier to style. And um, kind of dangerous. I mean, to wash you your hair? You didn't know it was dangerous, but it is dangerous. Did they hold you upside down and put your face in there? What do you mean? Um, so, one of the things that was common at the time was diluting some pure ammonia. Warm water and massaging it through your scalp and your hair like a homemade shampoo. Oh, Boise. Hey, hey, not great. Yeah, definitely creates some irritation and burning. Yeah, uh, it's highly corrosive. You would think, listen, I get now where you would think like, ah, the burning means it's working. But you would think that there were probably people like, yeah, but working how? (laughs) Burning equal bad. Well, they didn't actually know that combining water and ammonia makes a highly corrosive substance. Yes, but I'm saying when you put that on your head and you're like, wait, ow, 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 you think that would be a sign of like, hey, maybe there's got to be a better way. But it definitely got the grime off. Oh, my God. Sure, but so does fire. Here's here's a different one. A little a little homemade shampoo, right, um, that you would actually do out of the bath. Uh, you would do it over the basin, which has actually become kind of a new thing for like curly hair. You sure. do um, you do a basin, a, a bowl wash. When you put the products on your hair, you use the bowl of water to help distribute the products mm. instead of you know the rinsing going straight down the drain. Got it, got it, got it. But after you're done scrubbing, who wants to sit in a lukewarm bath just to? do their hair. I mean, Jean-Paul Marat, but other than that. Other than that. Um, And you don't really need to shave your armpits. That comes later, or your legs. I mean, you don't need to shave them now if you don't want to. Right, but if you were going to, you wouldn't do this in the bath. I see. You would do it later through another means, I'll explain. Yeah. So you would get out of the bath and leave your hair for standing up over your basin. Um, And your servant... Because you have one, because you're rich. Oh, okay. Uh, would bring, uh, do we have a good relationship? Am I kind to them? Absolutely. Oh, excellent. Would bring you an egg and some onion juice. And is this to put on my face? No, put in my hair. Put in your hair. Okay. Or to um, make an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> an onion omelet. Yeah. This you, you say that like that's not you chop up some onions. You put in only a, onions. Not in your only omelet? onion, but I mean I'm not going to put chives in my hair. Come on. <laughs> So the egg would be cracked directly on your head. Sure, yeah, give you the chills. And then massage Pinch it. your knee, in, cool breeze, tight squeeze. Into your hair uh-huh. until it creates a foamy lather. Right? Oh, you and get then some meringue going. Rinse it out, and then your hair is kind of like wrung dry in the towel. Um, you know, this this actually kind of works. Okay, but let's, okay, okay, okay. Depending but, on your hair type. So far, we have put... On ourselves, mm-hmm. among other, not even counting the ammonia, vinegar, mm-hmm. egg, mm-hmm. and oil of uh, onion, mm-hmm. we smell. Yeah, we do. We totally do. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. Um, so the protein in eggs is uh-huh. said to be good for certain hair types. Sure, sure, right? sure. But um, I doubt they were thoroughly washing it, right? Like we're talking about like soaking in a lukewarm bath. The idea that you came out of there and you got every single molecule of egg out of your hair. 
Come on, what are the probably odds? probably not? Um, and well, so, don't worry, the ammonia will take care of that. That's when you would rely on your onion juice rinse. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, and it is going to make it look very shiny. Sure, shiny hair. Sure. Um, and then you would have to wait for your hair to dry. By the way. Very well-to-do Victorian ladies hardly ever cut their hair Mm. unless they had been ill, right? You might cut your hair in order to um, be able to take care of it better if you were laying in a hospital bed. Or if you had certain types of fevers, they believed that the hair on your head held the fever in. Mm. So you would cut it off then. Or if you had to provide for your dear Cosette. Perhaps. Um, I thought you'd be way more into that. I thought you'd, okay. Lame as jokes. Not hitting today. Okay. Not today. Okay. Here is some instructions as how to dry your hair as you a get an elephant Victorian to blow lady. it out, or a woolly mammoth if it's earlier enough. The drying pot process is a tedious one. I'm sorry. This is written by um, Grace Peckham Murray, who has an MD after her name. Oh, but you never know because mm. a lot of people decided that they were doctors. Oh, this is from then. Right. Okay. The drying process is a tedious one. It will not do to leave the hair to dry of itself, for it is at this point one is likely to catch cold. Sure. Care should That's be taken. That's not how that works. That's but. not how that works. Uh, when indulging in washing the hair, to choose a suitable day. If the day is wet, foggy, or stormy, it takes the hair nearly double the time to dry. Well, also, like you wouldn't wash your car on a day that's going to rain. Come on. When the hair has been thoroughly rinsed, wring it as dry as possible. After that, shake it out and fan it vigorously with the old-fashioned palm's leaf fan. Okay. Fanning is most effective. This may be alternated with the use of the towel. If the towels are heated, the process of drying will be shortened. Some establishments have machines for drying the hair, which revolve a fan by electricity, (gasps) and the air is heated by means of gas. But electricity is the devil's fire! No, they no. they didn't mind electricity, oh, okay. but I mean, just the I'm gas. a very old fashioned young Victorian lady. Oh, I fear I electricity. I, I don't see. understand. I see the lightning come from the sky and mm-hmm. strike the trees, and you're supposed to tell me I'm putting that in my home and it's safe. Come on, Mister Edison. Well, heating things by gas is is not super safe. Well, I trust that. Depending though. upon like the circulation well, and God how well. Because God put the gas into the ground where it belongs, not the devil's fire. Uh, to avoid the danger of taking cold. No wet towels should be permitted to remain about the neck. The yeah, back of okay. the neck, where the hair begins to grow, should have frequent and vigorous rubbings. Okay. And the hair should be dried by being wrung out together with the towel, which helps greatly to absorb the moisture. Okay. Sure. This all sounds like so far we've spent 18 hours doing this. Uh, yeah. Okay. If one is sensitive and likely to take cold after a shampoo, alcohol may be rubbed in at the oh, base of I the neck. I hope you were going to say drunk. Okay, go <laughs> on. It is not a good plan to rub it into the scalp as it takes away from the results of the fine shampoo, for alcohol when dry gives a stale smell to the hair. Oh, Combing yeah, God and forbid. the hair will help drying. God forbid we end up smelling bad. So by the time you finish reading about how to dry your hair, your hair is halfway dry. Um, And you are also asked to comb through uh, very gingerly so as not to pull out your crowning glory, of course. Sure. Teresa? Yes. I'm really excited to learn even more about this, and by which I mean horrified. (laughs) But also, I want to write a thank you note to some sponsors. Awesome. Let's do it. Listen, I'm going to get right to it. I want to thank Warby Parker. 
I'm wearing Warby Parker glasses as we speak. They and, are dirty. You need to clean them. But that's they not Warby look Parker's fault. Great. That's my children's fault <laughs> because they like to touch my glasses like it's a magic spell. Look, Danny, look. I can't touch your eyeball. And I sometimes I fear for parents that don't have glasses to protect them because in my experience, if you didn't have glasses on, kids are just constantly trying to touch your eyeball. Mm-hmm. But Warby Parker creates resilient glasses that protect my eyeballs from my horrible children. Thank you, Warby Parker. And here's the best part. Here's what I love. Can I tell you what I love? There are two things I love. One, I got a big head, right? A yeah. big face. And I'm not always sure that glasses are going to fit me. And even then, sometimes they do fit me, but I put them on and I look at them in the mirror and I show them to you and you're like, that's too small for your face. <laughs> and so Warby Parker's at-home try-on program lets you get the glasses, try on the frames, see if you like them, and not pay for what you don't like, right? Love it. I love that, right? So it saves you having to go to a store. It saves you paying for glasses you're not going to wear. Plus, the price point on these is out of this world. Glasses start at just $95, which includes the prescription lenses. It's incredible, right? And they have their very own daily contact lens now. Scout by Warby Parker. Scout is a comfortable, breathable, and affordable daily contact lens. A 90-day pack is only $55. That's that's good. That's good. Great. Yeah, that sounds great. And so there's a quiz to take, which I have taken. You get a home try-on kit, which I have done. And it's amazing, right? Because... You never know. Yeah, I've seen some services where it's like it's like a picture of your face, and they like put the picture on. It's like, oh, that's great, man, to see the look of it. But it doesn't give you what the feel is, what the wear is. Uh, like this at-home try-on program, I absolutely love it. I like glasses. I have a lot of different pairs. Uh, you know what? I've talked about it long enough. Trust me when I say you will love Warby Parker. So try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. You order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days, and there's no obligation to buy. Ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. You can try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash schmanners. Now, I also want to tell you, Teresa McElroy, mm-hmm. about Curiosity Stream. Now, you're, oh, I'm so curious. You're a huge nerd, right? Yes, indeed. Okay. And you like, uh, I believe they're called documentaries? I do. Well, Curiosity Stream is the entertainment brand for captivating documentaries covering every topic of our world and beyond. So space? Yeah. I mean, I guess it doesn't go into alternate dimensions. I might, right? <laughs> there are thousands of award-winning documentaries and nonfiction TV shows for you to explore. It works on any device, so you can start streaming wherever you want, whenever you want. Ooh, I hope they have one on castles. I bet they do. Well, they have Planet of Treasures with Sir Christopher Clark, which explores places of special beauty created by humans. So maybe mm. castles in there. Engineering the future. Ooh, I like that. Follows the individuals building extraordinary machines that will change our lives. The history of home with Nick Offerman. What? Uh, I love that guy. Fiddlin', a foot-stomping celebration of true Americana and artistic expression. Miracles of Nature, which explores weird and wonderful animals. That's incredible. All this These is amazing. These are right up our alley. I know, right? And they've also got one of the best deals out there right now. Curiosity Stream is offering a full year's subscription for just $14.99 with code SCHMANNERS. So go check it out. Curiosity Stream, available wherever you stream stuff. Uh, with a subscription for a whole year for just $14.99 with code SCHMANNERS. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult 
a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Are you ready to binge watch something old? The Greatest Generation is a podcast about Star Trek by a couple of hosts a little bit embarrassed to even have a Star Trek podcast. Hosted by me, Ben Harrison. And me, Adam Pranica. We get into the critical, the technical, the science fictional aspects of the show we love while roasting it and each other at the same time. We've completed an entire series about Star Trek The Next Generation and another one about Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and we've just begun Star Trek Voyager, so now is a great time to start watching a new Star Trek series with us. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts and become a friend of DeSoto today. All right, now I assume at this point, I don't know, I'm going to put spiders in my hair or No, I'm... just, you know, try not to send you off with your incredibly hot, heated by your uh, stove curling iron. All right? Okay. Yeah. Hard to regulate the temperature there because I assume this is like a cold or wood stove, not like I said. Might even be gas. Hey. Uh, I mean, okay. we have gas stoves now. I don't know why I reacted like that, but there's no way it was like it is now. Okay. Right. Well, I can't preheat it with convection built in. Okay. <laughs> so, um, hair, done. Yeah. Styled. Ready to Very go. Very large. Yeah. The idea was to make your hair kind of nest on top of your You're head. You're going for a Marge Simpson kind of deal. Make it as wide as your waist. What? Yeah, I know, okay. right? So I'm trying to build myself into like a, <laughs> a huge hourglass. Not just my figure, but my whole thing. That's right. It's boo-boo-boo. Okay. Okay. Next, we are on to the issue of your body hair. Sure. You want to remove it at this time. And so uh, your maid has put together a depilatory pomade. Okay, that that's a hair remover. I know what yep, that means. Yep. Yes. Made of quicklime, carbonate of soda, Oy. and lard. Oy, boy, boy, boy. The lard really not so bad. Um, the lard, I guess, helps take it your stick. hair off. Yeah, but, yeah. But that lime you mentioned, that quicklime, not yeah. good. Doctors used to pour uh, quicklime on plague and cholera patients yeah. to quote prevent the disease from spreading. I know of it because I see it in movies with gangsters where they uh, will kill people. And then pour lime on it to dissolve the bodies. Uh, these days, it's used to make steel and iron. Sure. Uh, because contact causes severe irritation and mm-hmm. burning of the skin. Yeah. Um, but it does burn those unsightly hairs right off. Sure. Sure. And the top layer of skin. Okay. So now we can put your face on. At your vanity what? table. Oh, make out. Okay. <laughs> you first apply a violet-scented cold cream to the first good smelling and thing you've mentioned. your hands and okay. skin. Um, and the beauty standard of the time is very pale, almost translucent skin. Okay. Um, and so, you know, because ivory skinned young ladies don't have to toil away in the sun. Sure. Sure. 
uh, but you'd still like to look a and little also, bit more pale. And also racism. Exactly. Okay, okay go on. Exactly. Uh, doing that, the you would put a honey and lavender concoction on with the cold cream. I'm excited that we're getting to smelly stuff. The sticky aspect of it isn't great to me. Um, because I think I'm going to attract a lot of bees and flies and ants. Well, but on top of that, you would put a, a thin layer of white lead paint to try mm, and make cool. yourself pale. Delicious. Okay. Um, and you could even put this on your arms and your hands and your decolletage. Okay. Um, and this was called face enameling. Ooh, a powerful term. Mm-hmm. Even then, mm-hmm. there must have been some especially intelligent people who are like, oh, that sounds bad. Right? You could say, if, like, I'm yeah. going to enamel my face we all know that that can't be good for you right um so and then those people were probably arrested what this would do is it would smooth out any kind of like texture on your face because it would like it's a very thick viscosity uh-huh. right so it would clog your pores uh, sure um and you know give you blemishes that you would later have to hide with with more were they stuff. is this the time when they were doing like the little stickers and stuff or is that Earlier, you know, you put the little. Oh no, no, that's way earlier. Okay, that's way earlier. Because that had to do with like the plague and stuff, right? Yeah, no, it had to do with syphilis. Syphilis, right? Okay, um, so and then once you have this beautiful pale white base, you have to broach the topic of makeup, which we've talked a little bit about before. Sure. Um, you want to adhere to the beauty standards, but you also really admire Queen Victoria, who said makeup was impolite. So right. you're kind of like trying to ride the line. Everybody wore makeup, but we didn't want to look like we wore makeup, but right. we did want to wear makeup. So not like the I think it was uh, Marie Antoinette kind of thing, where it was just like big circles of rouge and stuff, you know, or maybe I just see that in movies. I think you just see that okay. in movies. I think that you're thinking about the fop. I am. You are. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you could do a little bit of rouge, just a tiny, tiny bit on the apples of your cheeks, um, and then you would probably, because it was, you know, improper to buy lipstick and such, you would probably take a tiny strip of colored paper from the stationery store and rub it on your lips as a replacement for lipstick. Couldn't I just like eat some cherries or something? I mean, I guess so, but then you wouldn't. Some rhubarb you wouldn't pie. Get the the chemicals and arsenic and such on your oh, lips. Oh yeah, the, oh, and you really miss. Yeah, you really that. miss that. Um, and then you would powder your nose to make the oil that you painted on it less shiny. At this point, you've got an inch of stuff on your face. And no, 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 it's not quite that thick. It's not like so thick you that you're going to crack. You mentioned lard, babe, babe. Oh, no, no, the lard was oh. part of the depilatory cream. Oh, there was honey, though. You got honey on your face, A right? little bit. I mean, you know. Li- don't say it, a little bit of honey. If there was honey on our daughter's face, we wouldn't let her get down from the table <laughs> before we wiped it up. Don't be like, oh, it's just a thin, you have a thin lacquer of honey under the lead paint. You sponge it off with vinegar in the morning. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, you uh, notice that a few of your darker freckles are showing through. Oh, no. Um, and so you make a mental note to uh, smother them in carbonic acid later yeah. and let them burn off in the sunshine. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. 
burn parts of my face off. Yeah. Um, if you notice at any point that uh, while you're doing your makeup that uh, any smile lines, laugh lines, oh, crow's no, feet, get those out of there. any of that stuff shows up, later that night you'll want to put a very thin slice of beef to yeah. cover your face. Yeah. You put enough on there and make a mask out of it. Wear it around town the next day. Uh, not that That'll type of mask. That'll get you a bow. That will get you a bow. Oh, is that Beef Face Susan? Oh, all the boys chase Beef Face Susan. Almost done. Uh, You mentioned the cacophony of smells that that would result from all of this, this beauty routine. And Mm -hmm. so what you would do is you would put on a dab well, more than a dab, yeah. of your very expensive uh, perfume called Fleur de Bulgarie, which um, in 1885, a royal warrant was issued for uh, under Queen Victoria. So uh, Creed, the manufacturer, um, was the official one, right? Oh, so not a warrant like we're going to arrest this no, perfume? No, no, okay. no. The queen says, these are the things I use. These are the best. They get the royal warrant. I thought you meant like arrest that perfume. <laughs> no. But it didn't smell jail. It was public acknowledgement of her patron. Oh, uh, okay. So she was endorsing it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, sure, it had some beautiful floral notes. But the thing that really made it uh, the chef's kiss mm-hmm. was the ambergris that oh, was in yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Whale vomit slash poop. Uh, yeah. It's a fluid, okay, that can harden into a waxy substance uh, that is retrieved from the intestines. So sometimes it makes its way out either end. Yeah. Uh, but it was actually, I mean, it was very sought after. Oh, yeah. It's worth more than gold. I, I think it's, st- is it still used as a base for perfumes, you know? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, But it was used as a base per- for perfumes. And if you were, um, you know, royalty, you would often use it to cook with, like mm. put it in your omelets or whatever. Yummy yum. Okay. It's in a Bob's Burgers episode and the name of Justin's character in Adventures on Ether Sea, Amber <laughs> Gree. <laughs> All right. You're about to get dressed. Of course. Um, Your maid then places some dress shields, some thin cotton paddings Mm. at your armpit and uh, perhaps just inside your your chemise to soak up any sweat sweat and stuff because deodorant and um, antiperspirant, not a thing. Yeah. And... Uh, you probably don't want the dress, I mean, you wouldn't want the dress to touch your skin. You would wear your chemise underneath, your kind of like long sleeve nightgown thing. Uh-huh. You would wear that underneath uh, because the dress is probably so delicate with embellishments, it's never been washed. I thought you were going to say wildly itchy, but Maybe, probably that too. Probably that too, but it's it's never been washed, And at of this course. point, there was definitely some like boning in Oh, it, of right? course. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have time in this particular episode, but there was a lot of support garments that were on the outside of the outfit instead of on the inside where we wear them today. Okay. So now I'm beautiful. You're beautiful. You will feel like the bell of the ball at the cotillion you are attending this evening. And, you know, you and your onion-smelling hair going to really go fetch yourself a man. So I got ready as quick as I could. I arrived at midnight, and (laughs) um, I'm ready to pass out from all the smells, and my face is falling off. Ready to marry. Not all at once. Okay. Later. 
Well, thank you so much. Uh, and also, gross. Um, thank you to our researcher, Alex, without whom we would not be able to make the show. Thank you to our editor, Rachel, without whom we would not be able to make the show. And thank you to you for listening. We can make the show without you, but why? And uh, we want to thank MaximumFun.org, our podcast home. If you want to check out all the other amazing shows there, just head to MaximumFun.org. Uh, we really appreciate them and you. And if you want to check out all the other Macroy projects, go to Macroy.family. Uh, we got lots of cool stuff over at Macroy Merch. Um, you let's see, MacroyMerch.com is where you can check that out. Um, let's see. Uh, I stream over on Twitch if that's something you're interested in. I've been playing Stardew Valley, which is a really chill game. I've been enjoying watching it of an evening. Yes, I got her. She's in. BB and Dot like it too. It's nice. It's a great game. They like all the animals. Um, you can watch that at twitch.tv slash the Travis McElroy. Uh, we rescheduled our Cuss Cares show for uh, April 1st, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Or did you? See, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> we really did. Please come. Um, we're going to have a bunch of special guests. We've got uh, Rob Cordry. We've got Adam Brody. We've got Christina Ariel. We've got Montana. Uh, originally, Mika Burton and Maggie Lou Rader were going to be there, but they're not able to make it, so we're going to find another guest or two. But uh, if you get a ticket, they're just $8. You're going to be helping support two great efforts. One is called Bethany House, which is uh, they focus on families that are at risk of or experiencing homelessness. Um, and we're going to stock up two free fridges here in Cincinnati and right across the river in Kentucky with COVID tests and masks. Um, and you're going to be able to watch that virtually live on April 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern time, and we'll be doing video on demand uh, for two weeks after that. So get your tickets at cincyticket.com slash cares And tell everyone about it. If you already have tickets, go tell them. What else, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brent Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art, at SchmannersCast is our Twitter handle. So if you have um, questions for us regarding our topics, uh, then send them along there. Also, thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and give that group a joy. Also, thank you to Alex again. Uh, if you would like to submit topics, she reads every single email at schmannerscast at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, manners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.